When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So proof that we have not really gotten any smarter as a whole, uh, human being-wise, here in the United States or the world. Uh, Poison control officials are now giving a warning about the test kits that were sent to everyone with your tax dollars. I'm sorry, free to households in America. And I finally did receive my two cases of test kits. There's two tests in each kit. Now, according to uh, poison control officials, you're not supposed to swallow or otherwise ingest the chemical to take the test. You're supposed to swab your nose, then insert the swab into the vial containing the chemical. Now, you should be aware the vials resemble small squeeze bottles or eyedroppers. Some may accidentally confuse them with medications and apply the drops to their eyes or nose. I would say if those people did that, it's uh, their fault. And really, there's not enough (laughs) to make you sick. I realize that the uh, sodium azide that is colorless and tasteless and odorless has been used as a propellant in airbags and pest control agents, just to name a few. And when swallowed, the chemical can cause low blood pressure, cause dizziness, headache, heart palpitations. In more severe cases, people can experience seizures, loss of consciousness, and death may occur. Now, there really isn't enough of the sodium azide in the little squeezed containers that come in the kits to make you sick but we still need to warn people it may be time to i don't know not worry about culling the herd (laughs) i just i i can't it's just i know we always need the disclaimers and the warnings but from time to time maybe we don't give them and we just you know well let's see what happens (laughs) let's just see what happens welcome Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So if you went out to try to get those automobiles off that cargo ship, the uh, Velocity, uh, you're too late. The fire is now out and the tugboats have arrived and are spraying down what's left of the burning cargo and it's going to get towed to wherever they can find a place that'll take it. It uh, remains of what were nearly 4,000 vehicles, uh, Volkswagen Group brands, that included a uh, number of electric vehicles. Huh. And uh, they still have uh, questions on whether the blaze was triggered by one of the lithium-ion battery packs. We're not sure about that. <laughs> so it's under control, and the problem, uh, we'll see what, what caused the actual fire. But uh, it's good. It's under control. It's all good. All told, the 3,956 vehicles, like I said, almost 
4,000 uh, on board. Volkswagens, Audis, Porsches, Bentleys, Lamborghinis. All right. Uh, they've been waiting. Some people have been waiting eight months for some of these vehicles that are now lost to the blaze. So, geez, what a shame. Uh, the total losses, uh, half a billion dollars. Wow. I mean, they're talking about 334.5 million for lost cargo. Another 150 million for the rescue effort. <laughs> there, and some of it is still even burning. They're just spraying seawater on it, trying to put it out and get on there and start the salvage process. Boy, that'll be a fun job. Oof. Got to tow that thing in and then salvage and see where the fire started and get rid of all of that. And I don't want any pollution. I don't want that stuff leaking into the ocean. Okay, never mind that it already has. But I don't want it anymore. All right, I care about, you know, pollution in the ocean after the stuff has been burning for days. So don't let that happen. Not during the salvage process, my friends. Got it? Okay, good. And if you're looking to uh, go and helicopter some of those vehicles off of there, you're too late. And speaking of car fires, uh, not out in the ocean, by the way, I see where 10 Chick-fil-A employees had their cars burned because of a grass fire in Oklahoma. So crews responded to this grass fire on the north side of the highway, uh, the other side of where the Chick-fil-A was, and strong winds you know, pushed the flames and spread into some bushes next to the Chick-fil-A parking lot. So the 10 cars all of which belong to Chick-fil-A employees, caught fire. Oh, I mean, so they evacuated the restaurant saying there was a light haze of smoke and the first responders evaluated some people for possible smoke inhalation. Three went to the hospital. Come on now. Okay. So I guess if I'm in (laughs) Chick-fil-A, are you okay? No, I've got smoke inhalation. I'm going to sue Chick-fil-A. Guaranteed that's coming, but you'll be fine. So anyway, they get the people out of there, but they don't stop the fire or at least, you know, move the cars. They just let the fire burn the cars. That was nice of them. Man, I hope uh, somebody helps out the old Chick-fil-A workers. It was fast. (laughs) You look at the footage and it's like, oh my gosh. Have you ever seen a car burn? caught on fire not like that from a grass fire i'm not saying oh you know we saw fires we see that in california all the time jeff yeah i know the wildfires i get it but i mean i saw a car start on fire at one point and pull into a parking lot it was at a radio station i was working at and the car pulls into the radio station parking lot and we're on the air and it's like uh, hey there's a car on fire out in the parking lot so of course we're going to start covering it live hello that's what we do and so we're out watching this car burn and talking about it live on the air that's what makes the fun of it i mean it's real it smells and the tires explode and different things blow up during the course of the fire. It was a fun watch. It was a fun watch. It wasn't a fun watch for the person who owned the automobile, though. And I'm sure the people who were working at Chick-fil-A, who had been evacuated to the other side of the highway, was like, hey, that's my car. Maybe we stop the fire. No, we can't do that. Sorry. Uh, it's too much. It's too much. You're just going to have to... We'll try to put it out after after it's done burning, but uh, we can't do anything right now. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. No problem. Anything we can do to help. Now back away. 
And I know that uh, we are seeing Russia and Vladimir Putin move into Ukraine, and that is all over everyone's news feed. I get it. And, uh, there's, you know, what? I can't do anything about it, and I'm sick of hearing about it. Uh, as of this recording, uh, the president of the United States hasn't spoken about it. I don't even know after he gets done speaking about it if he will have actually spoken about it, to be honest with you. But, you know, technically, I guess that will be the case. And so, you know, when we're concerned about that and we're concerned about uh, China taking out, uh, moving into Taiwan, uh, this is what happens. This is the, uh, you know, this is the inevitability of what is going to happen because of who is president of the United States of America. And because of all this, we're told that, you know, everything that we purchase is going to cost more, uh, especially energy, when that was the first thing that this president did was to cut our independence from our own energy supply. It really is a very strange place, and I hope all the people who put this man in office are happy because... It was inevitable. I see also, speaking of China, where they have uh, denied that the space junk, we're days away from the space junk smashing into the moon, which I want footage of. They keep saying it's what's on the dark side of the moon. I know. I don't care. We should, we've had time to send a space satellite up there on the other side. I want footage. Get the movie cameras out. Let's go. <laughs> I don't want to see a recreation. I want to see it actually happen. But China now says, hey, that's not ours. What are you talking about? Uh, no way. And, uh, well, originally they said it was, the astronomers originally said that it was a SpaceX rocket. And so even, you know, what does I'm not sure that it matters who it belongs to. Uh, but, you know, to China it matters because they've said, it's not ours. Uh, no way. That booster for the Chang's 5T1 that was launched in 2014, uh, no way that was uh, returned to Earth's atmosphere and was completely incinerated. Oh, okay. Well, are we sure about that? Absolutely. Beijing consistently upholds the long-term sustainability of activities in outer space. Do ya? Do ya, Wang Winbin? <laughs> I'm sorry, Wang is the uh, spokesman for the uh, space program, or he was the spokesman at the, that time when he was asked about the space junk hitting the moon. So we don't know who it belongs to. Could be Bill's. You know what? I'll I'll take. Uh, it's mine. It's chewing the fats rocket booster that's going to hit the dark side of the moon. I know. I was darn. I told people that we needed to have, uh, you know, space junk picked up. I, we needed the trash. We needed to get the dump trucks up there and get rid of that space junk. And nobody listened to me. So now we're going to be hitting the moon. So it's mine. And uh, you know, I'm sorry. Phew, man, I should have done something about it. You're right. I'm not sure why it matters who it belongs to, but it seems to. So. Now it's going to be a mystery object hitting the dark side of the moon. And I want footage. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh my gosh, so good. Even in an ice storm, uh, it is good. So, just saying. (laughs) 
So last night, we know we had an ice storm here in Texas, and it's well, it's been storming all over the United States of America, really, except for I don't know, maybe Florida. And I left the studios yesterday to come home right at the right time because many of the interstates were getting closed down because the bridges were iced over and people were slamming into the guardrails and trucks were jackknifing. And I took, I went the long way to get to my house uh, from the studios, but I made it. And it was, the roads were okay. I mean, it's just, you know, I've got to know how to drive them. That's all. And many people in this state and in many other states don't know how to drive them, but I was happy to get home and let the other people try to uh, be out there uh, sliding around on the ice and smashing their vehicles. I did not want to be a part of that. So I'm sitting home watching, uh, sitting in the living room and my daughter and has been hooked on rescue 911. And so, I mean, we've, I watched in the very beginning. I haven't watched much since, but I, I know the show. I know the characters and, you know, my wife watches. So we're all sitting in the living room watching a stupid show. And it's from, I don't know what season it's from, but I had never seen it. And it's about this kid that falls down a well. And the only thing I think of, and my wife and I were talking about it during the show, is baby Jessica, right? So that happened back in 1987. Now, I was barely alive in 1987. <laughs> I mean, that was at least three lifetimes ago, maybe four. I mean, it was a long time ago, a uh, different life completely in 1987, but I absolutely remember baby Jessica. She fell into a well in Midland, Texas, and she was down there for, and I didn't remember this. I mean, some of the, I looked up the details as the show is, as we're watching this stupid show last night. 911 and the kid is you know down the well and and I just want you to know that they rescued the kid okay and the firefighter who rest who risked his life to save the kid also survived so yeah I know I know I was concerned during the show that that wouldn't happen now uh baby Jessica 1987 incredible right okay so she falls down this well she's 18 months old she's down this well for 56 hours, 56 hours. They brought in miners and rescuers. The government flew in a, 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 some kind of minor expert. I mean, we didn't have any in Midland, Texas at the time. Are you kidding me? And so it took 56 hours and they got her out of this well. Incredible, right? I mean, the world was watching. And I don't know about the world in 1987, but for sure the United States was watching in 1987. That was, you know, it was being covered everywhere, which is why the government flew in their guy to pretend like they were, you know, helping out and being a part of it. So they got her out. I mean, they brought in heavy drilling equipment equipment and dug another shaft parallel to the pipe where jessica was stuck and you know 58 hours later they pulled her from the well now she had to have a toe amputated because of infection and she had i think 15 surgeries uh, in a short period of time after that she according to multiple accounts has no first-hand memory of the event when you look at the guys who you know the photographs of the rescuing and everything it wasn't what an incredible feeling that they rescued this person now i know that they claim in the stories now the world was watching october 14th 1987 um 
you know, I, I, I don't know that at that time that it was the world, but it certainly was captivated the United States of America for sure. And that's what all I could think about watching that stupid 911 show, <laughs> you know, during the ice storm. Those of you that are still on social media, uh, you can follow me at Twitter, uh, on Twitter at Jeffy JFR, uh, Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio, uh, Getter at Jeffy JFR. And I don't know what the hell I am at on True Social. I'm some $18 billion number, $18 billion. I wish it was $18 billion. $18 billion numbers name. It's just a weird thing. I don't understand what's happening with it, but good luck to Truth Social. Uh, and you can follow my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat at the Blaze.com. I saw where somebody's grandmother in Minnesota uh, told him at the age of 12, if he would stay off social media until he turned 18, she would give him $1,800. He did it. And so he got the $1,800. And so he, she would give him the cash on his 18th birthday, and he did it. He stayed off it for, you know, six years. Uh, okay, I mean, uh, good. You know, I guess there was a challenge uh, on a local radio show that said 16 for 16, where a mother gave her daughter $1,600 when she turned 16. She'd stay off social media. She decided to ante up two extra years and $200 more. Uh, it wasn't so difficult to live without social media, he said. He didn't think about it much during the six years. Okay, at 12, he wasn't using it much, any, any, uh, it wasn't using it hardly at all. So, you know, it was, as he went away, went away down the road, it was fine. So if you think that's a good idea for your children, go ahead and do it. That's not a bad idea. Congratulations to, uh, congratulations to Severt Clefasis. I guess that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's embarrassing because I can't pronounce his name. S I V E R T K L E F S A A S. Amorphophallus. Amorphophallus. Right. And uh, just congratulations for being able to pull that off for six years. I'm sure your grandmother is very proud. You know, another way that you can get a hold of me is email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. Thank you to all of you who email me uh, your stories and your comments. I got this email from Captain, and uh, I just, I don't understand it. So I need your help. All right. Captain has it titled breastfeeding. And the comment in the email is your sidekick sounds just like those idiots who yell at you for not wearing a mask. Most of the time he is irritating just like a mosquito or a stink bug. Now, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what, or she, or they, or them, Captain. I don't know what Captain is talking about. Well, however, I agree. Okay. Thank you for listening. And man, you couldn't be more correct. So, I mean, there's that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. So four big sports stories that you probably need to be aware of, or at least I think you do. Tom Brady is uh, now going to be a movie producer. And he's going to make a movie with his production company along with Paramount Pictures. His production company, 199 Productions, which he started back uh, a year or so ago, uh, is going to be making a movie. And it's going to be titled 84 Brady. 8084 Brady. And it's going to have a football storyline. Really? It's based on a true story of four best friends traveling to see the New England Patriots and Brady play in the Super Bowl. And the events that go down on the road trip are reportedly almost as interesting as the big game. Let's hope so. If you're wondering who the four best friends will be played by, (laughs) according to this story, you're in for a treat. I don't know that that's true. (laughs) But it's Jane Fonda. Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field. Wow. And they're playing besties in this movie, 80 for Brady. And man, it already has me. You've already had me when you when you mentioned Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field. Man, do I want to go to the movie theater for that? And it might be good. I don't know. I mean, I'll wait for it to release. I'm not going to the theater to see it. Tom. I love you, but I'm not going to the theater for that. Release it online. Let Paramount do a deal with HBO or Amazon, maybe even Netflix. But uh, no, let's not. Let's not do it. Don't make me go to the theater for this. Okay, work the deal on a streaming platform, and let's let's do it that way. Okay, okay, good. The other the other story is uh, Troy Aikman uh, looking to uh, leave Fox. For ESPN's Monday Night Football, that's huge news as far as uh, you know NFL announcing goes. Um, according to this, the deal is almost done. He, you know, he's been ticked since Tony Romo signed that big deal. All right, Romo. <laughs> I mean, Romo is getting what eighteen mil a year or seventeen mil a year, and Aikman thinks he deserves more than Tony Romo, and always has. And so, I mean, that's been the scuttlebutt ever since Aikman signed that, or ever since Romo signed that deal. So we know that Al Michaels is probably going to go to Amazon, right? Because Amazon Prime begins their coverage of Thursday night football next year in 2022. Uh, No, maybe later this year, I think, right? Not next year, with next season. And so we don't know who's going to be with Al Michaels. He said in an interview that he would want to do it. If he made a move, he didn't want to be with someone new. He wanted someone who already knew, you know, the job and what it takes. And so, you know, it's surprising that it wouldn't be what's his face that he's done, done it with for years. Um, Chris Collinsworth. So I guess Chris is out. I don't know what's going on with the Chris Collinsworth deal, but they're talking about uh, maybe uh, Sean McVay coming in. Uh, Sean could maybe do uh, 
for Amazon or maybe go to Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football. Who's going to do the play-by-play for Sunday Night Football if Al Michaels goes away, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. They're talking about, uh, you know, the Monday Night Football gang now is that Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick Jr., and Brian Greasy. Uh, so we'll see uh, what happens. Uh, Michaels, I guess, that's not a done deal with Amazon yet, although I think it is. I mean, Amazon's got the money. So, they, I mean, if they get Al Michaels and, you know, whoever comes to ESPN to work with Al will be another big name, right? No question. I mean, you're looking at some big names out there now that aren't announcing uh, or that are, you know, could be number two to be on these broadcasts with Fox and Joe Buck. Aikman has worked with Fox and Joe Buck for a long time now, and he's won a lot of awards and they've done a big games all over. So who's who's going to be next? I don't know, but they're all making their moves for big money and good luck to them all. If it gets to the end and you can't decide, email me, chewingthefatoftheblaze.com. Jeff Fisher, I'd be happy to step in. Uh, I know, sure, I don't have any Super Bowl rings. And, uh, you know, I haven't played in the NFL, but I do have a son that played in the NFL. So, I, you know, I have a little bit of uh, access to knowing what it takes. So call me <laughs> and let me know. The next uh, headline is Major League Baseball. The union is saying, hey, games are going to be lost without a deal amazingly major league baseball hasn't even started yet they are arguing and back and forth and let me ask you my question to that headline uh you know as they say uh major league baseball tells unions games will be lost without a deal soon so i mean baseball better hop sing uh football is the lead dog all right nfl and college and i know major league baseball you know is america's pastime I get that, but, uh, you know, football is America's prime time and, uh, the NBA, I guess you could put them ahead of major league baseball now, although, uh, you know, okay, fine. But major league baseball is at the bottom. And if they don't make a deal soon, uh, I think people are going to be like, well, oh, well, uh, that's the way it goes. No baseball. What a shame. Here's a replay of the Super Bowl. And then we have Phil Mickelson, the PGA superstar. Uh, I guess he said something wrong. He said something bad that he tried to, you know, have some kind of coup. That's what they're claiming, that they're claiming it was a failed coup against the PGA because Mickelson said the uh, Saudi Arabia, you know him, you love him, uh, has been trying to build this uh, new circuit, this new golf circuit, and they've got a lot of money and they're willing to pay a bunch of money. And Phil said in an interview, well, you know what? Uh, I know that they're scary MFers, but, and, you know, sure, they uh, killed uh, Jamal Khashoggi, the U.S. resident, uh, and that the country has deplorable record on human rights. Uh, you know, it's, it's according to watchdog groups around the world. But, you know, this opportunity to go over there would, uh, you know, maybe uh, put a slap in the, in the pocketbook of the PGA and change some things around. Oh, my gosh, the end of times has happened. And then he apologized, said the rec- the comments were reckless. And he went down the line and saying, uh, you know, he lost sponsors over this. I mean, he stopped playing in a tournament. He's going home. He's saying, I need to take a little bit of time. 
uh, wow. And some of the other sponsorships have said, haven't even commented. They're like, we're not commenting on this just yet. But he has lost two big sponsors already because he tried to do his coup against the PGA. So who knew? I mean, I'm talking about NFL and NBA and Major League Baseball, but PGA, man, they're the ones. They're the secret big guys. So don't mess with the PGA, man. Don't do it. And Phil found that out. Phil Mickelson get a little too big for the old golf bag, uh, thinking that he could have uh, you know the coup against the PGA. Nope, you're going down. The Saudi financed league that's been gaining momentum over the past several months. Players have been talking behind the scenes about the potential money involved, and things had even progressed that one PGA Tour caddy said that players have signed on to join the Super League. Oh, no. But no! Phil said something about it in an interview and let the cat out of the bag. Let the golf ball out of the bag. And now PGA has shut it down. Sponsors are going away. And no, they will not have anything to do with that Saudi Arabian Super League. So, PGA, man, again, bless your heart. You're the guys. Big PGA. Don't mess with them. And maybe Mickelson will be okay. Maybe they will. Maybe uh, the Saudis will win. I mean, they've already invested a bunch of money into this deal. And I see where some companies have already pumped millions of dollars into the Asian Tour. The Super Golf League would be connected to the Asian Tour. And it's going to allow players to earn official world golf ranking points and compete in major championships. So I think uh, Greg Norman is involved. He didn't comment in the story, but Greg is a big time, you know, if that I'm telling you the PG, this could be a battle of the super golf stars. So it might be fun to watch. Come to think of it. And PGA might not be as big as they think they are. (laughs) So be ready. Golf balls and clubs are going to be flying soon. If they aren't already. All right, I see where the truckers who began their drive from California to D.C. to protest the COVID-19 restrictions, even as states uh, are easing up on the pandemic rules. But uh, we'll see. I know they're getting their cues from the Freedom Convoy, and they're looking to paralyze the capital, just like uh, Canada's Freedom Convoy paralyzed the capital, and they're on their way. The People's Convoy. They're going to be in D.C. by the end of next week preparing for uh, the president's State of the Union. Now, they've already called in the National Guard. Troops up there ready. They've fenced in the Capitol. So, good news. I, I still think I, I hashtag truck off. Just take three days. Three days. You've always said three days. We're Three days means shelves will be empty. I don't want the shelves to be empty. I don't. But I don't want the roads clogged up, and I don't want the narrative turned on the truckers to be bad guys, because I or women or they thems, I, because they're not. I no one supports truckers more than this show. No one. I all I love truckers. They're the they are the lifeblood of this country. Make no mistake. But to make a point, I just feel like just take it off. Just truck off. Just hashtag truck off. And don't get the narrative turned on you. Make your point that way. 
But, you know, again, what do I know? Hashtag, you know what? Truck off. I mean, we got news today that uh, Trudeau has revoked his emergency powers after the Canada blockades ended now. So, you know, we made such a big deal. He shut it down saying it's over. And he unfroze uh, all the bank accounts linked to the Freedom Convoy. So it paid off. You know, the world uh, looking onto that paid off. And so, you know what? Maybe you don't need the truck off. Maybe you need to lock it down and you take a hit for a couple of days. But people actually get the point. Although I don't know that some of the restrictions that the Freedom Convoy wanted to have go away have gone away. Although they have in some provinces... Uh, I don't know that they have, you know, for the entire country, but they did make, uh, they did make some noise and it actually did work, but I still am stuck on my, you know, hashtag truck off. So, I mean, I try not to talk politics really on this show. It's not what I want to do with this show. I know you get enough of that from every place else in your world. Try to bring you some other things, but I see where I knew about this story a week or so ago. She, we talked about it a little bit on uh, Jackie Daly's show uh, that uh, I help uh, produce for the Blaze Podcast Network. And she uh, talked to Wayne Christian, the uh, Texas Railroad Commissioner, and who is, you know, up for re-election and who should get the gig. He, I love Wayne Christian. He is a good man. Uh, but uh, Sarah Stogner is running against him. And he, uh, she, uh, you know, was... Did a TikTok video, campaign video on TikTok, where she was riding an oil well, and she looked topless. She wasn't. She had a cowboy hat, boots, bikini bottom, and she put stars over her breast to make it look like she was topless. But she still had, you know, a t-shirt on. You, you just can't see it very well. But it was, you know, and she's riding it, and she's saying, hey... You know, Stogner, stronger with Stogner. I want to put my clothes back on and have a serious conversation. I don't know that it was that big a deal, but it certainly has become a big deal. The, uh, the She lost her endorsement from uh, the Austin newspaper. Uh, and she, they, they uh, you know, so it's a big deal. But I got to say, if we're going to start having uh, people make videos like that and we're gonna i say oh i'm all for it i'm all for it let's whip them out let's go <laughs> uh, let's see what you got all right let's go if you want me to vote for you let's see what you got and if it takes straddling an oil pump naked or appearing naked by gosh let's do it i don't know that I, i'm not voting for her and i wouldn't vote for her but i'm all for let's see what you got in fact, that's my campaign slogan. <laughs> uh, going from how about no, which I believe is my strong campaign slogan, which would get me elected to any position I ran for. Uh, how about no uh, would get me elected. But really, just, uh, you know, let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. Vote for me. <laughs> I would lose that campaign, but I like the idea of it. Let's see what you got. Speaking of what you got, I see where the FDA has granted the first condom approval for use during anal sex. I know. 
you thought to yourself, wait, what? Those weren't authorized before? Nope. First time a condom has been uh, has been authorized for front and back business. I, I, I'm with you. I thought, what? That's, that's unbelievable to me. So this is the one male condom will be marketed as the back door and the front door condom. According to the FDA, if you want business, uh, either, you know, front or back, uh, this is the one that you want. Uh, it showed that failure rate during, uh, if you were coming in the back door was 1%. So look unprotected sex back there carries the greatest sexual exposure risk of HIV transmission and the risk of contracting an STI is significantly higher than during front door. So while condom use was recommended by the CDC and other health authorities during, you know, back door, and and or front door the fda required a failure rate of less than five percent and earlier studies had shown a higher failure rate so they're finally they got it down to one percent and so this is the one this is the one back door front door whatever door business this is the condom that you need okay this is it this is the one so that's going to be marketed that way so when you're out looking shopping for your intercourse needs make sure that you you check the warning label (laughs) what was that stupid commercial check the warning label that was the union label look for the union label not the warning label here you need to look for the warning label just change it around (laughs) you need to have the warning label this needs to happen it needs to be the front door and the back door unless you're not gonna go use the back door but you never know you never know so it's good to be prepared you have to be prepared we preach about it on this network to ad nauseum be prepared and this is a perfect example of being prepared and I see where the Global Seed Bank, I don't know what got me thinking about seeds, uh, opened their doors for some new types of seeds going in. I know, really weird. So the vault is saying, hey, we got some new seeds and we're letting them in. So good for you. I know, you know, look, it's still we're still vulnerable to climate change. The vault's Arctic environment will remain cooler than other seed banks around the world. Many seed banks exist in southern regions, but uh, this is it, baby. This is the Doomsday Vault, the Svalbard Global Seed Vault in the Arctic region of Norway. It holds the genetic keys to several millennia of domesticated agriculture. And, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, right? It had been a couple weeks already. Wow. Like 10 days ago, they opened its doors to admit several new types of seeds. So we got that going for us. At least we've got new seeds in the seed vault. Yay. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.